one of the things I realized early on is that, you know, passion is garbage. Um, you can be very, very passionate about something and really, really rubbish at it. What matters is honing your craft, which means putting in the hours, putting in the effort, uh, putting in the time. That, that 10,000 hour principle, it actually works. Um, when, when you're good at something, the, the trick is to get really, really good at it, to be somebody that, that stands head and shoulders above everybody else when it comes to your craft. That was Karina Verma, a brand strategist and, as you would have probably guessed by now, someone who's really great at mincing her words. Karina is the founder of two companies on her way to build her third. And this is her story. Hello there. I'm Amar Khan and this is a Zed Medium podcast, a podcast that talks to people and about them too. Actually, what we're trying to do is summarize perfectly by our guest Karina. She nailed it without even realizing. Everybody has something to teach, if only you're willing to learn. Best advice I've ever got. It keeps me open to different perspectives, different points of view. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do everything that somebody tells me to do, but it has kept me open to perspectives. It has kept me open to knowing you know you know there's this word called sonder so the definition of sonder is basically that every passerby that you meet every random passerby that you meet is living a life as vivid and vibrant in their head they're living a life as vivid and vibrant as your own Mm. and that one sentence basically tells you that whatever is in your head like you know whatever you think about yourself or or how you see yourself everybody that you interact with has that same uh, impression about themselves and here we are to narrate people's journeys in the simplest way we can. Now, on to the main question. Why bother? What's in it for you? How will you benefit from listening to these wonderful stories? Well, that's the best part. We only narrate the stories. You get to take whatever you want from it. If there's anything I've learned from whatever interactions I've had with people, is that people will only and only listen to the stuff that comes from within themselves, me included. So, If you want to relate to the people on the podcast, go ahead. If you want to learn from their failures, if you want to repeat their successes, if you want subtle advantages in life over others, or if you just want to have fun, it's all on you. I mean, I'm only 23 years old. I'm learning with you. And I will definitely say the same thing when and if I reach 60. I will still be learning with you. Okay, so in the spirit of narration and storytelling, here is one short story. Mine. I graduated from a university in Australia, migrated to the UAE, started a company in the pharma industry, sold the company, I kept the brand, handed over the operations to an associate company, and started this podcast, all in a span of eight months. Why exactly? Because of a single conversation that changed my life in December 2021. Who was I talking to? Karina. If you want to know more about that conversation, email me at Amir at zmedium.com. That's A-A-M-E-R at Z-E-D-M-E-D-I-U-M.com. I met Karina in 2014. Uh, I must be around 15 years old at the time. But we didn't exchange ideas and thoughts until March 2020, when I attended meetings with her and the founders of a startup in the pharmaceutical industry. What was Karina doing with them? And what does a brand strategist exactly do? Well, to put it simply, Karina helps strengthen the perception of a brand in the eyes of the customer. 
by making promises that the brand can keep or keeping the promises that they've already made. She helps businesses, and I'm quoting her here, navigate the perilous landscape of customer joy. And you best believe she is great at what she does. But very few people know that she didn't start off like this. She started out wanting to do something very different from what she's currently doing. When I started out wanting to be a creative director, my aspiration was to own a creative agency someday where I created stories for people, visual stories, not not words. So, well, JJ School of Art didn't give me admissions because of a domicile issue. And uh, as a result of that, I ended up having to do my MBA. My The MBA was an afterthought. I would have had to wait another year to apply again at JJ and a bunch of my friends were giving their MBA exams. And <laughs> they actually told me, why don't you give your exam? Because we know you'll do well and you can cheat off your paper. And that was literally why I gave my MBA exam. I ended up getting into MBA school. They didn't. Um, not because I didn't let them cheat. They were welcome to cheat as much as they wanted. I don't know if they could or not. I never found out. And um, that's when I met Mr. Nayan. Ms. Nan was my marketing teacher. And um, I think he realized very early on that I had a, I had a knack for uh, breaking down business problems and solving them. Um, he, I used to be his go-to case study person. And, and he was the one who had a chat with me and said, I think you've got a future in this and I think you should really consider it. I know you're just killing time until you can go back to the whole creative thing. But this is something you should definitely do. Karina did listen to Dr. Nayan. She got done with her MBA. But now what? What is the first step after your education is complete? A lot of us struggle to find the right, the, the perfect first job. What we don't realize is that there is no right, no perfect first job. There is only the first job. It is bound to be helpful no matter what. Either you realize it's meant for you or you realize you hate it. But life really has more plans for you than you could imagine. And here's Karina's journey after completing her MBA. So I, I was hired out of MBA school by Pharma Business Parent Company, Ad Factors. I was hired to be the MD's intern. And um, things, were, things were going along just fine. I probably would have ended up in their advertising department or their creative department somewhere, you know, managing clients. But as um, my mom died and I had to go back to Pune, and uh, I, I worked with Priya, who, again, incidentally, was somebody Mr. Nayan introduced me to. She runs a brand consulting firm in Pune called Enterix, which, is, which does some phenomenal work. And uh, she was the second person who, who mentored me on that, that whole brand strategy journey. Um, about a year later, my former boss called me to say that he was starting this whole dot-com business. Uh, and he wanted my help setting things up. Sorry, which year was this in? This was in the year 1999. December of 1999 is when this happened. Uh, this was about six months before the dot-com bust. Mm -hmm. So we essentially started eight companies, eight uh, online verticals, the year of the dot-com bust. And we, so one of them got funding from UTI. There was a lot of money involved. Mm. Um, so so when, I, when I came back, um, instead of sending me to one of the, the new companies that he was starting, he decided to keep me for himself. Um, when I say that, he wanted me to continue being his assistant. And he said, I'd learn a lot. Mm. But 
in that moment being his assistant meant answering his phones and setting up his meetings and handling his hr issues because it, it was a small startup right so he was he was basically uh, he needed help but it wasn't what i wanted to do and um, i kind of started pestering him to uh, to let me go mm. or you know find me either find me um, a role within the organization that that utilized my skills and capabilities or let me go and let her go he did well not not entirely as karina mentioned at factors a public relations consultancy firm was the parent company of pharmabiz a failing pharma portal in the dot com era at the time her boss who eventually gave in to the pestering sent her out to pharmabiz to see if she could turn the situation around but he was secretly hoping that she found the task a bit too difficult and came back looking to be his assistant again because the situation at pharmabiz was well it was not looking too good and um, at that time pharmabiz was going through a, uh, an existential crisis they burnt through three quarters of their funding that they received two crores of funding at that point and that burnt through three quarters of it in six months time there just wasn't enough or anything coming in that would that would save the company and he was very keen that you know it since it was the flagship brand he wanted it to work so karina had a point to prove she knew she would dread going back to being an assistant and so gave it everything she had to turn pharmabiz into one of the most successful publications at the time it was enormous fun because nobody believed i could do it nobody actually assumed that uh, this would work in fact a mail went out from i'm not going to mention who but a mail went out from one of the senior folk to all of the people in the company that um my boss had sent his secretary to to hold the fort it wasn't pretty but uh, and and again it's not that you know we we turned things around in in a month's time or six months time it was three years of of breaking down the aura that all the other mags in the market at that point had um, express pharma was number one they were the only publication that people were willing to spend money in at that point and we walked in with this no we're not going to discount policy no we're not going to do this policy no we're not going to lie about our circulation policy we we were we were young stupidly idealistic i mean when i look back at how idealistic we were it makes me laugh that that we actually survived all of that and we succeeded with that that idealism we had lots of terms and conditions for class no we're not going to give you a discount no we're not going to do this no we're not and and we'd walk away we'd very happily walk out of the room without a contract rather than compromise on those values i think you really have to be very young to to be willing to do those things the the most amazing bit about all of this is that through it all my boss not once did he he turn around and question okay you know, do, do you think you're doing the right thing he he gave me a year and for that entire one year he didn't ask me a single question he didn't say how are you going to go about it um, what you're going to do what's your plan what's your strategy i don't think this makes sense you're being foolish or whatever he just left me alone so all credit to him even though he didn't expect me to succeed which he admitted to much later he he gave me complete um freedom and i use that word um in in every sense of, he he just left me alone and said do what you want In the 9 years that Karina was at Pharmabiz, she put in everything she had to make it successful. And then she had nothing left to give. It was time for a change, and the change was to make a baby and quit. But the story does not really end here. It was really another beginning for Karina. Not long after she gave birth to a beautiful baby daughter, 
she got a work opportunity that led to the formation of a now company hashibi consulting i think 6 months in i was bored to death um my kid was 6 months old and fascinating as she was there was only so much you know conversation that you can have with a 6 month old her godmother happened to be um the ceo of reed exhibitions at the time and she needed help with her uh, so i was i was basically um grumbling to her about everything and look i have this project it's not a big deal do you think you want to do it i said yeah the next thing i know i take on the project with her thinking that it's a small one off thing there was this assumption in the industry that i was part of that i was back and two more projects followed suit so i had to set the company up so i i had projects before i set the company up yeah. and i needed help to hire people so it it went fairly organically there was no mindset or behind it yeah so so for me it was the reputation that got me the business it wasn't i think if i i wasn't as and it came from within the industry right the industry that i was part of if i hadn't built my bones on pharma biz i probably would not have got that same start with the so a recap uh, okay i almost forgot karina has a ba in english literature after which she did her mba she moved on to work at ad factors moved to pune and back to ad factors where she turned pharma biz around had a beautiful baby organically set up hachi b and is now living the life but all we've heard so far are karina's successes and don't mind us we love successes but it does not give out the complete story failures are the most crucial part of the story everyone is bound to fail at some point in time and that is not being sadistic it's just more about telling you that there are two sides to a coin overnight successes are very rare if any it takes years for companies for individuals to be overnight successes and it's not until they achieve that success that they're highlighted karina had failed miserably at public speaking as a child she never got over it four years back she picked herself up and decided to give it another go and look how that went for her Mm. um this happened to me about 4 years ago i was invited to speak at uh, this conference that was happening about a subject i know a lot about marketing mm. and i had a powerpoint presentation i had notes i had cues and i had a remote and again because of some technology glitch i lost my place which they tried very hard to fix and guess what happened this is a this is a presentation i've given to groups of people over and over and over again i froze and the rest of it was completely she meant fucked fucked completely but there's always a reason why you're afraid of something or you don't particularly like doing something and for that we'll have to go back to karina's childhood where she talks about her mom I I had a very larger than life parent who um, your mom or your dad mom mom my mom was a very very popular person in my school uh, she was adored by everybody teachers students random strangers everybody thought the world of my mom then put me into that mix no filter uh, no concept of maybe that shouldn't be said out loud mm. maybe that you put different no concept of any of that right mm-hmm. um it created a lot of conflict for lack of a better word um in my life because here um uh, so so me being awkward is not a function of my parenting my parentage 
me being awkward is a function of if i say this what's going to happen oh i said that now i'm going to be in trouble right right so the, the, it took a while i think um i was well into my 30s before i realized that look i'm going to get into trouble for it no matter what but well if you're not good at something what do you do you dwell over it improve there are various options available kaina decided to focus on what she was good at and that is repeating her successes not looking at her failures but repeating her successes and those people should learn from their successes because whenever i have i have learned from my successes i have aced it because mm. every success that i have have said okay this is this is what i am this is what i've learned from this i have this um, this book that i i make notes in uh handwritten notes about what i have learned from every project that i work in and i try to use those learnings in the future right and i think a lot of it because of the fact that i'm like i said i'm i'm very hard on myself and because i'm so hard on myself i tend to um it's it's better when i focus on my successes because then i'm not so hard um mm. and and leave the failures for evaluation on another day karina built hachi b to be a sustainable yet profitable organization and went on to repeat her success as she partnered in the venture pnb definitely go check out the websites it's btellstories.com and pai a n d b e e.com they do some amazing things so what's next for karina with her journey she has everything she needs touchwood two sustainable businesses a wonderful family lovely friends and a new idea yes a new idea an idea she calls the cable with a k a curated weekday newsletter for professionals in the life sciences sectors on being asked Why did you start the cable when you already had two businesses and a pretty chill lifestyle? Her amazing reply was it is an itch that needs scratching. Karina is now on her way to build her third company and is set to get rid of the itch for which we wish her all the best. If you like that episode and want to receive latest updates go on to Instagram and LinkedIn and follow us at Z Medium and yes please share this with others because next up is Mr Sant Advani's journey and here is a snippet from that conversation I am the world's worst engineer <laughs> to give you an example uh I drove a Honda car in Europe for about 4 years I never opened the bonnet stay tuned and goodbye for now